You are listening to www.infinitesmile.org. Enjoy these uninspired talks given by Michael McAllister, followed up by question and answer exchanges with groups of his students. Someone once told me that you could summarize the Buddha's teaching in just a few short words. Surrender, then act from that place of surrender. That placeless place, that openness of letting go. The no-thingness of release. That action from that place is always compassion, an enactment of compassion. Knowing that place, capital K, knowing of that place is wisdom. And where that wisdom and that compassion meet is a holy life. So this letting go is radical in its scope. It's not just kind of a, a quick little let go of this. Oh, just let go of that. Let go of it. It's letting go of all of that, but it's also letting go of the letting go. It's utter and total surrender. And from this place of utter and total surrender is a certain completion, a certain unification with all things as all things. We let go of an entire system we call the self just by studying it. By studying the self, as Dogen Zenji says, we forget the self. Right? To forget the self is to be enlightened by all things. Meaning that everything, the minute we let go of this big time attachment we have of the self, the minute we let go of that big time attachment, all things become our teacher. All things allow us to awaken to the deep singularity as the deep singularity. In other words, the deep singularity realizes itself through our activity. So getting to this place consciously, getting to this placeless place consciously can begin very easily with forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness of ourselves and others and the world and the universe. Forgive. If you don't start there, if you don't start with that forgiveness, you'll end with it. I mean, it's got to happen. Awakening does not happen without that forgiveness. And you can do it consciously, or you can do it, you can be forced to do it, I guess I should say. And we are forced to do it when we take our last breath. That last exhalation really is 
the total forgiveness of ourselves and everybody else. So we can do that that way, which is the normal way, if you want to call it that. Or we can do it before that. We can die before we die. As I go on and yammer on about that way too much, but I just think that this this is the way. This is, this is the way that all the Buddhas have been pointing. All the men and women who have gone through a spiritual practice and have awakened have gone through this very thing. Just like all of us. So one of the ways we can begin to forgive is to go deeply into our own physical experience consciously. Right now, if you can actually just go into your physical body and see if you can feel for holding. Is there holding in your brow or anywhere on your face? Is there holding in your throat, around your shoulders, your chest, between your shoulder blades? Is there holding near your belly? Is your diaphragm itself tense as you go lower? Is there holding in your pelvis and your lower belly? Is there holding in your legs? Is there any holding? If there is, just look at it. Just feel it. You don't have to do anything to it. Just feel it. Holding is non-surrender. Holding is non-forgiveness. So what are you holding on to? Studying this awakens us. What is it that we are clinging to? Are we clinging to thoughts? Are we clinging to our opinions? Are we clinging to our beliefs? Are we clinging to our convictions? Are we clinging to any of these stories of mind? Are we clinging to any feelings? Are we clinging to any emotions, any pain? Are we clinging to any pleasure? Are we clinging to fear? Are we clinging to release? Any of these stories of the body, are we clinging to any of them? The forgiveness, the surrender, the letting go of these stories of mind and body come when we accept totally what is. We do not fight what is. What is, is. To fight against what is diminishes everything that we are. Accepting what is, and from that place of deep acceptance, acting is the very place I described earlier where wisdom and compassion meet. 
and a conscious life unfolds effortlessly from that place. So observing our experience, our bodily felt experience, observing our mental experience, observing thoughts and feelings, we start to actually uncover how they're in many respects fused. They're aspects of mind. They're aspects of our separate self-sense might be another way of putting it. They are aspects of everything in us that feels separate. And that separation can be, in many cases, certitude. That separation can be the boundary that we set up to protect us from phantom scenarios that could come from our future or fears that come from past templates that our mind has already authored. So deep attention, deep attention to what's going on, deep attention to what's going on in our mind and our body. That is forgiveness. Just witnessing, just being with what's going on in our minds and being with what's going on in our bodies without trying to change them, but just trying to ascertain what is and then being with that fully. That is forgiveness. And our ability to practice that unheld nature of being turns us into nothing other than divine art expressing itself effortlessly. It's our freedom from all stories. All stories of our mind and all stories of our body that are sh showing up constantly on this stage of mind. Ego performs it and we just watch it. That's all we have to do, watch it. When we watch it, it is unheld. It is forgiven. And it's only through this forgiveness that we develop presence, peace, and depth that our orientation in a day-to-day -day sense becomes an expression of grace and ease that can only occur if there is forgiveness. And when we do this, we really reestablish an ownership, an ownership uh, that extends beyond our minds and beyond the bounds of time. So surrendering to the flow of life is key. Saying no to the flow of life is delusion. That's what gives ego gas. That's what gives ego fuel. That's what nourishes ego is when something arises and we just say no to it. When we give it absolute certainty, when certitude is given to a situation, that is the first step towards violence. When we are sure absolutely positively sure about something. That is the birth of violence. 
That's where mind and ego are able to establish an orientation around negativity. Ego is able to generate a certain perpetuity of unhappiness as our psychological and spiritual orientation goes. Um, we suffer in that place. And our suffering exists only because there is resistance to what is. So the surrender brings clarity. Forgiveness brings clarity in our bodies and our activity. It brings clarity to our minds and our thoughts. Wisdom, capital W wisdom, begins to kind of just emerge, begins to manifest through us, as us, with us, to us. And yet there seem to be some times when we just can't surrender. So if you can't, if you cannot surrender, can you change the situation with your full and complete attention, your full mind? If you can't surrender to what is, can you leave the situation? That's about all the choices you have. You either surrender to what is, change the situation that is with your full mind and a tender heart, or leave the situation with a tender mind and a tender heart. No matter what happens from that place, the chance for awakening arises through you, as you, with the other person or the situation. There is deeper consciousness, and that's why we are here. We are not here on this planet to make each other feel better or think in different ways. That can happen, but that's not why we're here. The reason we are here is to awaken ourselves and each other. That's our goal to increase consciousness. In the process of increasing consciousness, we change the way people feel and the way they think about things. We go the step further, and that further step transcends, goes past, but also brings with it new ways of thinking, new ways of feeling. So in all relationships then, be it to situations, loved ones, or people we don't really care that much about, we feel indifference toward. There's kind of a three-step way of approaching your life. One, watch your defensiveness and feel its force. Feel your defensiveness. Feel that negativity and watch its force. Watch your attachment to convictions, to opinions, to beliefs. Watch those attachments. Watch the clinging. Watch the certitude. And when you do feel resistance, watch what you do with it. Do not 
displace it onto something else. Do not point the finger. Do not blame. Be open to what is going on and surrender to being absolutely alert. Being absolutely alert to what is. When we do this with other people, this totally robs their anger of energy when we are this alert. And it changes their resistance and our resistance to clarity. Instead of setting up situations where an emotional reaction is reacted to with another emotional reaction and we see a volcanic eruption of delusion. So watching our resistance is our forgiveness. Watching our relationships with absolute, total attention, that is forgiveness. And from that place of forgiveness, we offer the world an open heart and an open mind. And this, this is consciousness. What's coming up? I, th I think what's coming up is resistance. I think that um, what you're saying seems to make so much logical sense. However, um, it's, I don't know, it's sort of um, kind of like too much to comprehend. Good. Because then it means it's going past the boundary of mind. So letting that in and not trying to quantify, qualify, understand, but just letting that in is the way we kind of soak ourselves with that Dharma rain, you know? And pretty soon we get wet. Study the resistance. That'll, that'll sop you up even more. I, th I think that, um, and maybe it's the ego that, you know, plays into the resistance part because it, it seems as though, you know, if one could just turn the corner on that last 20%, you know, y you'd be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you'd be there because you wouldn't be. Yeah. Right. And ego's uh, entire existence is predicated on resistance. And I think that um, by allowing that to happen, you're going to give up almost some kind of what this meaning that you've had in life for a long, long time. Yeah, pretty scary for the eye, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so make sure there's not an eye that's thinking that, Mark. All right. Thanks. <laughs> When Mark started about the confusion, I had the opposite in that this evening seemed so simple. The talk? The talk. I see. Versus okay. last week, it was abundance of confusion. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I guess the lesson to me is every week is different for everyone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Remedial. Remedial's um, good.
So um, confusion came up for me because you said that we're aiming toward getting to a place of compassion. And I often find, and that we should not say no, because that brings a, a that brings about violence. Mm. But I find often when I'm at wait, okay. First of all, our aim is not compassion. Compassion is the natural effect. Result. It's the natural result mm -hmm. of letting go and acting from that letting go. That action from the surrender is can't help but be compassion. But sometimes that is saying no. That doesn't, that's not, but I didn't say don't say no. Oh, I said don't say no to what is. Allow what is to be. Then say what you have to say. No might be a totally appropriate response to what is. Ah. But you're not resisting what is in the articulation of that no. My neighbor's beating his child. Better say no. Uh-huh. Right? You better say no. And the way you say no can be done skillfully in myriad ways. Saying no to what is, is doing this. It's resisting your own life as it arises. Saying yes to what is, and then acting with full, complete, and total awareness can't help but be compassion. What's the compassionate thing for both the child who's getting beaten and the neighbor who's beating them? to stop, stop this. And this is very confusing for people who have been raised uh, to believe that all war is wrong, period. That's just absolute certainty. And absolute certainty, as we know, leads to violence. I want to make sure that, that we're really, really clear on uh, Jeannie's point here. Saying yes to what is does not mean never saying no. Okay? That's absolutely imperative that there's an intimacy with that recognition in order to forgive. Okay? It does not mean say yes to everything. It means say yes to what is arising by not denying it or going after it, going after it with greed. It's becoming intimate with your life. Okay? Hoping everybody kind of heard that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, there had uh, actually a discussion with somebody yesterday about this idea of forgiveness. Um, one of the things we had talked about previously was, you know, interesting practice. Before going to bed at night, consciously just think about releasing. Releasing your everything from the day to leave space for, for new things to arise. And then I thought about that and I was thinking, well, what's that take? Maybe some forgiveness and... Um, what else? So after that, well... Forgiveness, gratitude, and then, I mean, forgiveness, release, and gratitude yeah. is what I came up with. And when I, when I mentioned these thoughts to him, he said, 
There's an interesting thing about forgiveness. It kind of puts you in a victim role and maybe a different perspective on it is just to take some, whatever it was that you feel like you might have to forgive and just say, hmm, just interesting point of view. And yeah, that, that'll sure protect the ego. That'll keep the ego from feeling like a victim that will do that. But I would argue that recognizing the ego for what it is in the, in the context that we're talking about here, mm-hmm. that very act is forgiveness. Yeah. Witnessing awareness, that is forgiveness. Yeah, I guess that. You see what I'm saying? Forgiveness uh, in, a, in an egoic sense is you have wronged me, but I'm, I'm a bigger person. Yeah. Right? From the ultimate or absolute sense, or from our ultimate life, as opposed to our circumstantial contraction, from our ultimate life, forgiveness is simply the divine felt simplicity of being consciously met. That's all it is. Which is very different from the ego's definition. It is incredibly different. I would say it's so much bigger that ego can't even comprehend it will never be able to conceive of it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You talked a lot about surrender, particularly at first, and my mind was going, surrender surrender to what and I was trying to apply it to something and now I would say is surrender the same thing as saying yes to what is yep (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. absolutely because surrender is not giving in giving in implies a separate self-sense that's being wronged or being victimized. In this sense, in this radical surrender, this radical forgiveness, we're talking about nothing other than expanding our awareness to the all in every moment. And then you gave some clues like watch your defensiveness, Mm -hmm. watch... That was number two. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Your attachments. Attachments. Watch your attachments yeah. to. Uh, and they would; those would be signs that I'm not seeing what is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The minute you feel anything other than grace. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> mi- the minute you feel anything other than ease. Right. Okay. That that's a clue, right. that there's holding somewhere. Watch that holding, because that holding is nothing other than resistance. Forgiving that resistance happens as we watch it, as we witness it with our full awareness. It takes, it robs it of its power because it's exposed to the light of our consciousness. That darkness can no longer hold. And in the, in our sitting practice, Mm -hmm. it's applied by, you know, just watching the thoughts. It's really not making the thoughts go away just surrendering to what what is yeah with yeah. your full awareness with full awareness yeah so whatever thoughts arise there it is 
There it is again. Ooh, there's a new one. Ha 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 ha. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>